0: Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a minute and relax. Anything else that's going on, just let it fall by the wayside. Just make yourself available to what God makes wants to make real to you now. Every day is our day to be in his presence, to be changed by Him, and also to learn to live and move and have our being as a spirit being. I've been thinking a lot about the disciples being taught by Christ. You know, he didn't have a book. He didn't have a, you know, uh, an instruction manual. He, he proclaimed the truth, he explained the truth, and then he exemplified the truth. He showed them this is what it looks like to live as a spirit being. This is what it lo- looks like to use and, and express the power and authority that comes from living in the kingdom. Now, again, it's interesting that his disciples, Christ's disciples that he picked, were not born again. They were not spirit beings. They were still dead in their spirit. Through no fault of their own, salvation was not available yet. Salvation would not be available to them until the resurrection. And obviously they're walking around with Christ. He hasn't even been crucified yet. So the only power and authority that they had available was that that was in their soul. And Jesus was teaching them what their soul was capable of. He was teaching them. He spent all that time teaching them teaching his disciples teaching the people provoking those that were thinking they were the teachers you know they relied on the pharisees the the sadducees the all the different you know people in positions of power they consider they thought their power came from control over the people that's part of the reason they they hated jesus so much it's because he did not Base his power and authority over the same source that they did he had his what he was teaching them worked, even when he started with the the turning the water into wine, then healing people, releasing people from from demons, the you know calming the seas, all the different things he did. Others could see it. He, nobody, you know. Oh, he did these things in secret. No, dividing the bread and the fish. There was something different about him. But he said, "Greater things shall you do, because I go to the Father." And why? Why was that so important? I think there's a, there's a few reasons, but one of them is. Because as long as Jesus was there with the disciples, this was after the resurrection, they were going to rely on him. They were going to count on Jesus. They They were still looking for Christ to overturn Rome, to solve all their problems on earth. They thought he came back, that he was resurrected to become king of the world. That's why he did everything he did, was to become king of the world. That's what they thought. But Christ created the world. He's far more than a king. And his purposes for the world were different than they thought. Again, you know, we all think, okay, that if we're in the center of God's will, everything's fine. Everything is going good when we're in the center of God's will. And when God's got his way, things go well well for his people, for those who follow him, believe in him. So when Christ came back, they thought, okay, he's going to take revenge on his enemies, their enemies, and exalt those who believed in him, who were true to him. In fact, that's probably why he was deceived, Because, you know, not just um, Judas, but others were trying to force Christ, to force Jesus into defending himself against Rome. And all he kept on saying was, this is not the way, this is not the king, this is not the way the kingdom of God works. My ways are not your ways. And they were just, could not accept that. So they were trying to force him into a position where he had to defend himself even from the cross, and yet Jesus knew God revealed his father revealed it, his future to him his this whole uh situation, what was going on around him. he saw that his purpose was to go through yes, he was going to be betrayed he's going to be delivered to his enemies, and he's going to be re- crucified but that was all the step-by-step process to get to the part that really mattered which was the resurrection but right up until then all he was doing was spending his time teaching and the closer people were to christ you know he taught things or at least they heard things dif- differently They experienced things differently. He talked to the masses, then he talked to the twelve, then he talked to the closest, those closest to him, John, who laid his head on his chest just to hear his heartbeat, who loved him the most. This is why it's so important to make ourselves available to, to Jesus to let him teach us the way he wants to teach us. We don't want to tell him, this is what you, you know, this is what's important to me, so this has to be important to you. Now we accept that, again, the circumstances that we're experiencing, whatever circumstances you're in, were crafted by God for you. And they're very often to get your attention. But once he has your attention, You know, put into, you know, fix whatever needs fixing and then keep your attention on him. For instance, if there's a financial issue, say, you you know, you have a hard time keeping a job for whatever reason. Let's say anger issues or you can't get there on time to, to save your life. Once you start going to God and deal with him about, okay, what's causing these issues, Fix whatever that is with, you know, trusting in him and go, okay, if I need to get up two hours before I'm supposed to be to work and sit in the parking lot 30 minutes before work starts, I'm going to do that. I'm going to take drastic measures, but then I'm going to spend time with Christ, with God, because he's led you to the solution, which is him. And then when we start learning that every solution is him, then we just start going, okay, whatever I need to do, I'm going to now start there. Whatever circumstances or or situation I'm in, I'm going to start with him. And I know we've talked about this a lot. And if you've got any questions, specifically questions, feel free. We're in, the chat room is open. Feel free to drop me a question there. I'd be happy if it's if it's on this tap, topic. I'd be happy to try to address it. But when we talk about the supernatural realm, and when we talk about our, our, you know, the three things we've been. Talking about as a, as a starting point, the speaking in tongues and the fasting and the and the spending time waiting waiting on God and with Him and for Him. When we we're t- really talking about our lifestyle. We're looking at prioritizing, utilizing our time and our cir- circumstances and our situation. And it's n- not. God, God doesn't need our help. God's fixing us. He's, he's freeing your soul. He's redeeming your soul, restoring your soul to its relationship with your spirit. He's doing that regardless of, of whether we're aware of it or not. He likes us to be aware and grateful and participating. Again, he always shows us, you know, at the end, this is, you know, uh, we can, He'll very often help us look backwards, and we say, oh, that doesn't bother me anymore. It's because he's restored your soul in that area to its relationship with your spirit. And again, when, it, when that happens, your soul, right in right relationship with your spirit, your soul's needs are met perfectly by spirit by eternal life, by the kingdom. And so when we look back at the disciples, they were just all hanging out with Christ. You know, he himself was the kingdom, was eternal life, walking around in a body here on this earth, being God, being the son of God, the expression of God in man. He had a soul that didn't need to be restored but he was here on this earth dealing with the same consequences and situations that you and I face and he had to learn he had to learn how to listen to his father he had to learn obedience through the things he suffered so it's we you know if he had to if he had a learning curve so do we our problem in a great Extent and you know we all have different problems and different generations have different kinds of problems. But it seems in a lot of ways, what our problem is is we have uh, a limited amount of information and we have built doctrines that provide our soul, ourself, with bricks to build those walls that provide safety and security from what God wants to do. Again, control. Our soul, your your soul, God put the main characteristic of your soul to be control, to need the strength to control and the need to control. But without being connected to spirit, that control creates those walls that protect itself from Spirit, from God. So, but God's going to take care of that. God's the one who's taking care of the restoration of our soul. But you and I have have been so limited, you know. Again, generationally, you know, so much of what previous generations have learned about how God does things has not been transmitted from one generation to the next it gets lost for a variety of reasons but you and i can start right where we're at and use these daily daily encounters with the living god to find out okay this is how god experience we learn by experience You know, when when he exemplifies, this is how, you know, you love, this is how you love, you give. You know, again, what's his nature? God's nature is love. And he shows his love by giving. That doesn't mean, okay, I'm going to give my house away or all my money or all my worldly possessions. Now, there may be a time for that. But what is that? We're going to control what we do and why we do it. Or we want to get into God's good graces. Or we feel he's going to reward us for something. But what God really wants is he wants you to receive unconditionally what he is giving unconditionally. And most of us don't know what that looks like. I mean, think about what it must have been like just to hang out with Christ. I mean, he cursed the fig tree because it was to be producing fruit, and it wasn't. So I said, well, you'll never bear fruit. And the next time they passed it, it was withered up because it was supposed to be bearing fruit. It was the right season, just for some reason,
1: you know, maybe not
0: enough water, or whatever, but it wasn't bearing fruit. Now, you and I, that's part of our soul. We've kept our soul from being what God meant it to be. And your soul is God's gift to you. Your soul is exactly what God wanted you to have. Your temperament, your mind, will, and emotions is the gift God wanted you to have. Your soul is different than mine. Now we have similar... Um, it's made up very similarly. Again, a mind, will, and emotions. But you have a unique soul. Just as you have unique DNA, physical DNA, you have unique solical DNA. But what would happen if you never... In, you just you never got out of bed your physical being would waste away even if you had somebody bringing you food you'd still just waste away your mind would your, your 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 brain would your because you you're not using it so most of the time most of the effort that our soul puts forth is into self into self-protection self-actualization self-control self-defense and not into the nature of our soul which is to be connected and and a conduit for the spirit of god so the more our soul is restored that life starts flowing through our soul. Again, God's going to take care of the, the self. You know, we can trust him for that. So even if we put in 100% of our effort into our soulical abilities, what our soul looks like, how it functions, and we just spend all our time doing these, those three things, speaking in tongues and meditating and, and fasting, and waiting on him, if we just concentrated on, on those simple things that, that most of us can, can do all those fairly easily, God's going to provide the circumstances for our soul to learn, to teach us how, how the soulical realm works. When Jesus sent out the uh, the seventy, they went out and they you know they came back and they were so excited that they could cast out devils and they could heal people and they could do all manner of things and they all proclaimed Jesus as the Son of God. I, I wonder sometimes. Okay, they came back, they were done, and then what? Were they were they kind of spoiled? for just following Jesus around? Were they like, okay, you know, we've, there's got, there's more. There's more. We've just started. What's next? And we know, like, you know, for Paul, using the, the, you know, Saul of Tarsus, Paul, when he, you know, was, um, Healing people and setting them free, and doing great exploits, and others were trying to do the same thing in the name of Paul, and the name of Jesus, and the demons would say, "Jesus, we know, and Paul, we know, but who are you?" And then the demons would chase them. This is this is an interactive world we're living in. We we understand that in the physical most of us have a hard time really grasping what's going on in the supernatural realm, the soulful realm. Now, for a lot of us, that gives us a a good uh, motivation to not find out more. Because maybe it's scary. Maybe it's such an unknown and so little understood or taught and yet maybe there's a draw maybe you're experiencing a draw that's interesting, I'd like to find out more about that that makes sense don't rely on this podcast don't rely on, on anything I'm saying, don't rely on the books or, or the website or anything go to God and say Lord you teach me now there hopefully though there's things that we've taught about that help but Jesus is your coach he's your personal lifestyle coach he knows exactly what you need hopefully we're what we're doing is setting out a framework first of all to make it simple and objective don't Don't rely on the strength in your soul or try to hide your weaknesses in your soul. The soul is the soul. It is what it is. God doesn't value your soul more than mine. He didn't value Billy Graham's soul more than Hitler's soul. Those were both gifts that God gave to those prospective people. So he's no respecter of persons. He gives the soul as he wishes. And he gave you the soul he wanted you to have. But if I gave you, when your parents gave you a bike when you were a child, did you learn how to ride it? Now hopefully they helped you learn how to ride it. Maybe you fell down a few times. Maybe it took you some trial and error. And maybe it was painful and it was scary maybe. But hopefully you're not afraid of riding a bike now. Now, maybe it's been a while, but you got over. Okay, you know, it wouldn't, I know how to ride a bike. It may have been a while, but I can do this. It's the same way with the soul. God gave you your soul as a gift for you to learn how to use, how to ride. And he's not leaving you without instructions, without assistance. But we have to get on it. We have to figure out how the pedals work. Make sure the, uh, the wheels, the tires are inflated. Make sure it's safe. We're not going to you know, ride our bike willy-nilly into the street and get hit by a car or into somebody walking their dog. We take precautions. We, we're not foolish. This is, this is something we're looking at to do for the rest of our lives here on this earth. It's to have the knowledge of knowing how to ride a bike. And again, yes, that's just an analogy. But the whole point being that once you have learned how to learn from God, that's the goal. The disciples came back, they were, yay, you know, the the devils got you know, obeyed us. It was like, Okay, now what? Th- that wasn't the goal. Getting your soul working, functioning a hundred percent. Say, you know, every single ability that is dormant in your soul now, boom. You know, a year from now is fully activated, and you're able to do miracles and heal people and, you know, whatever, you know, go to a cemetery and raise everybody from the dead. Wow, that would be interesting. Put your hands on a hospital and everybody's be, be healed. You know, whatever it is, that, that okay, that's, what I, that's my goal. I want to have every ability in my soul activated. That's not the goal. It's not God's goal for you. That's a starting point. Jesus could do all that. Could have healed everybody on earth. He could have raised everybody on earth. He could have turned the world upside down. He, You know, just by a thought. He could cast those mountains into the sea. He could do whatever he wanted. But that's not what he wanted. That wouldn't have changed anything. It would not have achieved God's goal. We are God's goal. You are God's goal, that you would become one spirit, soul, and body. So having your soul restored to your spirit will be the result of God's processing and will bring in our soul to be restored to functioning as it was created to. You know, if you attached wings to your bike, I can't imagine, I mean, maybe if you attached a rocket and those wings were certain, but to try to get it to fly... You know, you just attach wings and ride your bike off a cliff. Odds are, that's not going to end well. So in the process, we learn how the supernatural realm works. And in the process, we learn how the power and authority that we have in our soul, how it works. You know, that's one of the reasons God sent people out. He sent them away from him. He he sent them away from him, so that they could see that the power was not coming from him. And yet we, you know, I love the the Roman soldier that said, you know, no, you no, you don't have to come with me to heal my daughter. Just send the word, send your word. And Jesus was amazed. So you know, how can you believe that? He goes, because I understand power and authority. All I need to do is tell one of my soldiers, "Go do this. They're going to go do it." Because I understand how power and authority works. So I understand, if you send that word, your power and authority, my daughter will be healed. And Jesus' response, I haven't seen faith like this anywhere in Israel. And here, this was a Roman. The difference was he understood power and authority. And he understood, the soldier understood that Jesus had the power and authority. He'd been around him enough to see it. And I think that's really just thinking about it in practical terms i think that's what the church is missing like i know that and i understand why but the point is is that's what's going to come is the power and the authority being expressed through everybody that god has called out all the ecclesia everybody that knows christ Everybody has all the power and authority in their soul, the latent power of the soul, those, those abilities, the talents, the gifts, whatever you want to call them, but they're all in your, in your soul. You were born with them. They, it was a package deal. And the more we have an expectation that they can be activated, and that there are things we can do to activate them, but that the goal is to become one with Christ. And part of that is to learn to exercise the power and authority here on this earth. We, like Christ, we're in a transition period, each one of us. We don't know what's coming yet, next. we You know, forget what you think you know about death, about heaven and hell, all that stuff. It's It's like probably like 99.99999% wrong. So just skip that. This is not about where you're going to spend the sweet by and buy. This is about what are you to be learning while you're here now? God himself wants to teach you. The more we, we understand, we spend time with him, we're taught, how do you cast out devils then he sends us out to cast out devils we come back out oh cool we could cast out devils and then we go okay what's next and then we accept no that's this is all this is all the easy stuff this is all the little stuff this is nothing to exalt ourselves in or make us we're not special for being able to do that. Now, we, we go, okay, yes, there's hard work involved. There's taking risks involved. There's being rejected. There's a lot of different good and bad that can come with it. Temptation and, and uh, persecution comes with that. But it's all part of the process of learning how to exercise power and authority. So, run out of time, feel free to drop me a line at dianeattherainersplug.org. If you've got any questions, I always appreciate hearing from you. We will be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.